The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its, loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a short gospel passage, so naturally enough, you have to have a really long homily to make up for it. Um, I see people are staying back from me, afraid of um, whatever I'm going to say. No, it's, um, it's a great gospel passage that we have because it's, con- it's continuing the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus, we, we had the beginning of it last week with um, the Beatitudes, and um, it continues to be, the, these chapters in Matthew's gospel continue to be foundational texts for, um, for us as Christians, for us who profess to follow Jesus. And so it's important to pay attention because Jesus is laying out the mission here. He's telling us, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And this, this is the mission. This is, this is what we're called to be. Now, what, what does that mean? Well, Jesus is going to continue to spell that out through the remainder of the Sermon on the Mount, but he's, he's, starting, to, he's starting to define what this mission looks like, what this, what this people gathered around himself looks like. And what, and, but we have to see, first of all, why it is that this people is gathered around Jesus. And part of it is simply because, part of it is that in the Gospel of Matthew, we see Jesus set up as, in, some way, some, in some ways as the new Moses, the one who is giving the new law, Giving, um, giving God's commandments to him in the Sermon on the Mount, this is the way of life that Jesus leads himself. This is the life that Jesus is living in his own person. He is, gathering a, he is gathering a new Israel around himself because he's doing the things that Israel was always supposed to do. The people of God were always meant to be salt and light for the rest of the world. And Jesus is, is calling God's people back, his holy people back, because they had turned inward on themselves, and he's calling them back and reminding them of what their true vocation is as God's holy people. And he's calling them to live up to it, but he's saying, not only can you live up to it, but now that I, or not only that you, have you not been living up to it, but now that I, now that I'm here, now that Jesus is here, bringing God's kingdom to bear, bringing his kingdom, making his kingdom present in the world, there's something new at work. And so the people who have failed in the past to live out God's call are able to do it. And what does this call look like? Well, we get a sense of it in the first reading. We, we see some of it with um, what the prophet Isaiah says. He says, uh, share your bread with the hungry, shelter the oppressed and the homeless, clothe the naked when you see them. Do these acts of generosity. But Jesus spells it out more explicitly in the gospel, in the gospel as he um, as we go through the Sermon on the Mount, it's, it starts to, he starts to center it around love. It is nothing other than the life of love. It's nothing other than 
willing the good of the other for the sake of the other, or, or else love of God and love of neighbor. This, at its heart, is what the law, what God's covenant with his people was all about, bringing people back to the foundation that the world is supposed to be founded on, a foundation of love, a, a foundation that considers others. It's not, it's not inward-facing, but it's outward-facing. It's not self-concerned. It's concerned with the good of the others and reflecting the life of love that is found in God himself to our neighbors and to everyone around us. And so Jesus is restating the call. He's calling Israel back, renewing, restoring Israel around himself, and he's setting out this charter for what it is that they're called to do. And if this is true for Jesus' followers at the time, it's also true for us today. This call goes out to everyone who professes to follow Jesus. You, you and I, are called to be salt and light. And so what is, what is it about salt and light? Why, why does Jesus use these images? Why does he use these images to, uh, to explain his mission, explain the mission that he's entrusting each and every one of us with? It's because we can see in salt, salt is that which preserves, it adds flavor, it staves off corruption. And Jesus knows this, and the people of Jesus' time know this. Salt is able to stave off the corruption of the world. And so it's ours to be those people, to be the people that stave off corruption, that are, that are, uh, that are adding, adding flavor, so to speak, to God's good creation, bringing it bringing out the goodness in the world that God has created. And furthermore, it's ours to let God's light shine. The light that he's given us, let that shine forth and scatter the darkness, scatter the darkness that we see all around us. I don't think we, ha I don't think we have to argue whether there's darkness in the world. I think we're able to see that there is darkness around it. And we can be tempted to start to look around and say, well, this is wrong and this is wrong, but rather... Jesus has called us simply to be the light in the darkness rather than railing against the darkness to do something about it, to be the light through living lives of self-giving love. But it's not because we're already salt and light that the call goes out. It's not because we're so good that Jesus is saying, you take part in my mission. No, because I, I know in myself, I don't know if this is anybody else's experience, but I know that I'm woefully inadequate. I'm woefully unprepared for all that Jesus has called me to do. I'm unable to live up to this vocation of my own strength. But it's when I go to the limits of my strength, when it's, it's when I feel that I can give no more of myself, that I know that it's Jesus working in, in me because I know that's not what I'm doing. This is what Jesus is doing. And it's through this, it's, it's through this call that Jesus, it's by virtue of the call that Jesus has made to us that we are able to be salt and light. 
It's the call itself that Jesus has taken notice of us and summoned us to himself that we are able to take part in this mission. And so we trust in his strength, not in our own, because we know that he is going to sustain us. We offer ourselves to him because we know that it's his strength, it's his love, it's his life that is going to supply our inadequacies. We know that we fail, and it's through Jesus that we're able to overcome those failures, that we're able to move forward, and we're able to continue to be about the mission that he's called each and every one of us to. This call not only calls us out of darkness, but restores us and gives us, it supplies us with the light that is Christ's light, And so it's not our own light that we're shining, but Jesus's. And we let that light shine in the darkness. And that light, through our lives of of self-giving love, of generous self-giving love, reflecting what we've received in Christ Jesus, it's through that that we're able to be that beacon, that that city set on a hill. We're able to be those people that are a beacon of hope in the darkness, that God's new world is breaking in even now, the world where justice reigns and peace and goodness and holiness prevails. It's through our being faithful to Jesus, being faithful to the call that we've received, the mission that we've received, each and every one of us, that we are able to be this people who are salt and light. And we're we're sustained in it by Jesus through prayer, through worship, through offering ourselves through, with, and in him to God the Father and the Holy Spirit, filled with his spirit, filled with his life, filled with his body and blood, fed by him, that we're able to be transformed and shine in the darkness and bring restoration to the world and bring, bring the flavor of holiness, the, the flavor of justice, the flavor of God's holy people, to a world that's in desperate need of restoration.